Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. Guess what? We are cheating today. How are we cheating? We're doing an episode on chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) If you know me even a little bit, you know that I am an admitted chocoholic. I should go to Chocoholic Anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I need a 12-step program for healthy dark chocolate. Unless, unless our extraordinary guest today tells me that I actually can do good things for my body by eating healthy chocolate. So I want to introduce back to Beating Cancer Daily, my favorite, favorite ever health professional, Jackie Bryan. Jackie is a certified nutrition specialist, an RN, a certified health coach, a whole health educator. She is just such a wealth of information. And I love doing episodes with Jackie, especially episodes about chocolate. So Jackie, welcome. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much for having me. You know, I really like this topic of chocolate. And I think Sometimes people don't realize that there's an actual health benefit to certain types of chocolate. And we're going to shed light on that today. Let's talk for just a second a little bit about our chocolate consumption in this country. Uh, One report I found stated that the average American consumes 12 pounds of chocolate each year. I do that in a day. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's about the same size as my main coon cat. (laughs) That's a lot of chocolate. It's estimated that we're spending over $75 billion a year worldwide on chocolate. So, you know, clearly there's something about chocolate. I personally feel there's something sort of romantic about chocolate. What do you think, Saren? I know that it does do special things that make you feel like you have love surrounding you. So I hope you talk about that. I do. I talk a little bit about some of the health benefits of certain types of chocolate. But, you know, I think that given these numbers, right, the fact that we are eating so much chocolate each year that 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 we really need to understand what this sweet treat is offering us. What, How are we going to make smarter choices? Before I share this information, though, Saren, I'm curious, what is your favorite type of chocolate? Dark chocolate, 100% no sugar. I'm hardcore, hardcore. Yeah. So you love the dark chocolate, which you'll probably find out is a pretty good choice. I love dark chocolate, but when it's combined with some form of a nut butter, like an almond butter or something like that, there's just those two things just go together so clearly to me. 
I'm a purist. I'm sorry. I take my chocolate straight up. I like my chocolate so bitter that it feels like it bit me in the butt. That's oh. the chocolate I like. No, but I will take nuts in my chocolate. I okay, love that good. alternative too. Oh, that's great. Well, so let's let's chat a little bit about how we can consume this delicious treat, reduce the guilt and not feel like we're overindulging in something. And and really let's learn about how we can reap all the health benefits from this treat. How does that sound? Cannot wait. Favorite episode all right. already. All right. So let me ask you, Saren, is eating chocolate healthy? I think it really depends on what choice. I've seen really horrible chocolates with the worst ingredients ever. And then I like my chocolate pure. So, yeah. So we are going to talk to to everyone about trying to be a really good detective when it comes to reading our labels. Let's dive in and talk about the health benefits of chocolate Chocolate actually can be a really excellent source of several essential minerals. Uh, Minerals are really important for our health, things such as iron, magnesium, and zinc. Um, Chocolate can also be an excellent source of antioxidants and polyphenols. And when we think about antioxidants, we often think about just fruits and vegetables, but actually chocolate is one that can really deliver uh, some really wonderful health benefits. But again, these benefits really depend on the type of chocolate that you eat. Uh, There, you know, I hate to say it, (laughs) but there are very few health benefits for the highly processed and sweetened chocolate. There's very few health benefits to that. High quality dark chocolate is where it's at, just what you were talking about earlier. So you're on the right track. So some of the benefits for chocolate, as I just shared, it's a powerful antioxidant. It's actually put into the superfood category, which is kind of cool. Now, this does not give you the full excuse, Saren, to go and just eat whatever amount of chocolate you want, right? It's it's everything in moderation. And we'll talk about what that means. But another piece that chocolate can offer our body for health benefits, it's really good for our brain and our eyes. Um, it's been shown to improve blood flow that actually helps not only the brain, but it also helps the heart. Chocolate, because it has those, those antioxidants uh, that we just talked about, that is something that will fight free radicals. And free radicals are the, the rogue cells that, that can lead to, once they get ramped up and there's too many of them in your system, can lead to inflammation that is often the, the precursor to diseases such as diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. So we certainly want to have antioxidants that are going to help protect us. And those antioxidants from chocolate, from you know fruits and vegetables, those will protect us, offer some level of protection um, because they have flavonoids in them and polyphenols. Um, and in some cases, don't fall over when I say this, but in some cases, certain dark chocolate has more of those health beneficial antioxidants than some wine, right? And tea, right? We we think about resveratrol and wine, and we think about some of the health benefits of like a green tea. 
in some cases, the flavonoids and the polyphenols that are in dark chocolate can even be higher than those, which is kind of exciting. What would happen if we had a glass of wine and a piece of chocolate? Can you imagine the benefits we'd get from that? I am telling you, in my family, they all love wine. They know so much about wine. They love wine. We sit at the table. Everybody has a wine glass through the whole meal. Comes to dessert. I'm the only person that has dessert, chocolate, and they all sit and sip wine. There's such a dividing line. So I don't know anyone who does both, but that, no, I'm on the chocolate camp. I'm in the chocolate camp. Well, that's amazing. So I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you got to have wine and chocolate or you have to have chocolate, you have to have wine. Everybody's unique and based on your own health needs, that's important for you to determine what is the right fit for you. But I think probably the message I want to share about the dark chocolate is that the, the higher the cacao, which is the the really important health beneficial uh, ingredient that's in chocolate, and the higher cocoa, um, the higher percentage in each one of those, the greater the health benefit. There is some thought that that when you are consuming dark chocolate, that it potentially could protect you from diseases like cancer. And you might be thinking, what? <laughs> it feels a little counterintuitive. And probably it feels uncomfortable thinking that way because you're thinking about the chocolate that is highly processed and chemicalized and not giving you all of the health benefits of the chocolate that we are talking about. Uh, But it really does come back to those antioxidants and polyphenols again, because those are the, the things that go to bat for us when we eat the right kind of chocolate. I mentioned earlier that chocolate can improve heart health, and I want to maybe dive a little bit deeper into that because I think it's pretty fascinating. Uh, You know, when we talk about chocolate and heart health, I mean, so many of us think about Valentine's Day, right? We show love uh, on Valentine's Day by giving people chocolate. February, Valentine's Month is also known as Heart Health Month. So they did a nice job of correlating that health concern to a really neat holiday uh, that does often shower a loved one with chocolate. So what is the connection between chocolate and heart health. So it's really flavanols. And these are the main type of flavonoids that are in chocolate. And they have incredible medicinal benefits for your body. um, And in particular, your heart. And so what they do is they actually can reduce blood pressure by increasing the release of nitric acid in your body. And you're probably like, what is nitric acid? Um, It's actually something that can dilate your vessel that can improve the way blood flows through your body, not only to your heart, but to your brain, which is pretty extraordinary. Uh, Chocolate can also help prevent platelets from clotting, which can reduce the risk of a stroke. The cocoa butter that's in chocolate is also high in healthy fats and may improve lipid profiles. Now, lipid profiles are what you would read as cholesterol levels on your lab report. You would read your total cholesterol, your HDLs, and your LDLs. So there's some evidence that that can actually be improved by having the inclusion of this type of superfood. So this is exciting. Do you feel excited, Saren? 
I love the validation that my guilty pleasure can actually be good for me. I have so many questions for you when you're done. Oh, I'm excited. But I think that probably the biggest and most important message that I need to share is that not all chocolate is created equal. Let me say that again, (laughs) just to be clear, not all chocolate is created equal. Now, the cocoa solids in chocolate are the source of health-promoting nutrients. Cocoa, and I'm spelling it for you, C-O-C-O-A, because I'm going to be talking about cacao, which is spelt differently, and I'm going to be comparing them, and I will share that with you when I get to that part of the podcast, but the cocoa solids in chocolate are the source of health-promoting nutrients, and they are the non-fat component of the cocoa beans that are used to make chocolate. The health benefits of chocolate will depend largely on the percentage of the cocoa solids, a variety of chocolate that whatever variety you're eating that it actually contains. The higher the cocoa solids, the greater the health benefits. Now, Siren is a very smart friend of mine. So she knew that dark chocolate was definitely the way to go. So that's really what we're going to be talking about. We are going to be talking about what dark chocolate is. What are those benefits of dark chocolate? And it's interesting. I have a 13-year-old daughter and she's always like, don't give me any of that dark chocolate stuff. I want the milk chocolate. And we're going to be doing a comparison between dark chocolate and milk chocolate in just a little bit. But chocolate contains, the dark chocolate contains a higher percentage of the cocoa solids compared to milk chocolate and white chocolate. In fact, there's some that don't even call white chocolate real chocolate. Um, That's a debate for another time. We're not going to be talking about that now. While there is no strict definition for what qualifies as dark chocolate, when somebody says dark chocolate, it really generally refers to chocolate that contains at least 70% of the cocoa solids, the cocoa solids that I was just talking about, the ones that have all those really rich antioxidants, the flavonoids, the polyphenols, the compounds that protect our cells from damage caused by harmful molecules. And those harmful molecules are... I hope you answered it right in your brain, but those are the free radicals. The free radicals are those harmful molecules, and we want to do what we can to provide it with nutrients that will help neutralize those free radicals. And if you get a chance, uh, hopefully you can listen to the antioxidant podcast that we did, Saren, right? That was a good one. That's a great compliment to this one. I would definitely say any podcast that has special cancer expert next to it is one of these fabulous deep dives that Jackie does. So make sure that you go back and you search all of those because there's everything from poop to gut health (laughs) to fiber we really cover. So make sure you check out all of Jackie's episodes. But Jackie, you have me on the edge of my seat. (laughs) With chocolate. This is so exciting. I just keep writing more and more questions that I want to ask. Well, let's let's kind of keep going with what the chocolate can give us, right? We talked about the minerals that it can give us. Iron was one of them. And iron is something that people think about if they're anemic. But iron is the mineral that's essential for the formation of hemoglobin. And hemoglobin is a protein that's in red blood cells and it carries oxygen throughout the body. I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty important. <laughs> right? So we definitely need iron. 
Other places you might think that you get iron from, and you probably do, are meat sources. Uh, Sometimes iron is more difficult for vegetarians to get in. So maybe a little extra healthy chocolate might be beneficial for that population. Iron also plays a role in immune function and cognitive development, which is one of the reasons we think about iron for children right? Are they getting a good source of, of foods that, that have iron in them? Magnesium is another mineral that's really important for maintaining healthy bones and teeth. It can help with regulating muscle and nerve function. It can help with restless leg. It can help with sleep and bowel movements, and it can also help support a healthy immune system. And you can learn more about magnesium in the poop podcast that we do, which is another one that was super fun and well received by this community. I think um, magnesium is a is a really important mineral. Another thing that that chocolate has in it is the mineral zinc. And some people may think about zinc as something that they use when they take a cold, right? There are some capsules that are shown if you take a certain type of zinc can actually shorten the length of a cold. Uh, And it's critical. Zinc is really critical for maintaining healthy immune system. Uh, It can help with wound healing. Uh, It helps with gut healing, proper growth and development during childhood and adolescence. It also plays a role in our metabolism of of carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Pretty important. Uh, But again, while there are health benefits to dark chocolate, I mean, we just talked about them, iron, magnesium, and zinc. It's still high in calories and it still should be consumed in moderation as a as a part of your balanced diet. So Saren, I'm sorry, no chocolate for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. <laughs> Wait, you know who told you? <laughs> you want to make sure that it is a part of your healthy diet. And then if you can get dark chocolate with at least 70% of the the cocoa solids. And that's really where you're going to get the most benefit. And I like to pair it with something else. So pair it with nuts, maybe fruit or a yogurt, and that's going to help add fiber and protein to your snack. And one of the things that we're not diving too deep into today, but is keeping your blood sugar balanced. And the combining of a fat, a fiber, and a protein can be incredibly beneficial to reduce blood sugar spikes. That's a a chat for another time, but I thought I'd just drop that in there just to keep it in mind. When you do have chocolate, throwing in a couple nuts, if, if that's something that appeals to you, might be really helpful. Dark chocolate versus milk chocolate. You can see the big headline. (laughs) (laughs) No contest here. No contest. It's the big question. There's people on both sides duking it out. I'm in the dark chocolate side. I'm on the milk chocolate side. You know, the facts are that dark chocolate typically contains a higher percentage of the cocoa solids compared to the milk chocolate. I'm so sorry to those in the milk chocolate um, group, right? We we know that the dark chocolate typically contains that 70% of the, the cocoa solids. Milk chocolate only contains about 10 to 50%, right? That's significantly less, right? So we really should care about that if we want all those big health benefits. Again, that higher percentage of cocoa solids in the dark chocolate means that they are richer in the nutrients that we talked about 
And oftentimes, as you mentioned, Saren, it is lower in sugar compared to milk chocolate. And that's, again, something we want to pay attention to. Milk chocolate actually is known to contain more sugar, which can contribute to a higher calorie intake and negatively impact our blood sugar levels and and even combining the fat, fiber, and protein like we were talking about can still spike your, your sugar. The dark chocolate is a better choice for people that are trying to watch their sugar intake or watch their weight, right? You can have just a little a little bit of the 70% dark chocolate. It's, it's going to taste more bitter um, because it does contain less, less sugar than the, the milk chocolate. Dark chocolate is something we often use in cooking. I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to make these brownies and she'd, I used to think that dark chocolate would be delicious to lick. Um, and it was, it was really bitter. I was like, oh, why are you putting that in the brownies? <laughs> but it actually, when you mix it in with all the other ingredients in the brownies, it definitely is something that, that, you know, is, can be tasty. Um, but it's something that's used in baking because it's rich and it's, and it's chocolatey. Um, and it's something that we see not just in brownies, but other desserts, you know, cakes and truffles. Uh, and you can incorporate it into savory dishes like mole sauce, something along that lines. Milk chocolate is commonly used in cooking and baking as its sweeter uh, profile. Like if you're looking for something super sweet um, in candy and confections such as candy, and you can see the candies that we're talking about. I'm not going to name brands, but if you go check out at the grocery store or at a pharmacy, those are all the ones that you see just right in front of you in the in the checkout. They're trying to get you to do a point of purchase sale, right? They're trying to get you sucked in by showing you something that's going to stimulate your your hunger. And that's a, another topic we'll get into at another time. So other types of chocolate, the white chocolate we talked about, that contains some cocoa butter, but no cocoa solids. It makes it high in saturated fat and sugar. I kind of say this is a no-go for, for health. It's used in the confections for, for things like uh, baked goods and sweeteners, but it, it's not going to offer you a ton of health benefits. The semi-sweet chocolates, the ones that you used to see in some of the, the chocolate chip cookies, those are similar to dark chocolate, but it's slightly sweeter. And if you are a detective and you read the ingredient label, you'll see those semi-sweet varieties are going to have some sugar added to them. Uh, so just be a, a savvy consumer and read your labels. They don't all have to have uh, sugar added to them. And some of them can be quite high in the cocoa solids um, and maybe be a little less bitter than the full dark chocolate. But again, you really need to read the label. Bitter chocolate, those are the ones that, that are, again, other options for chocolate. Those can contain at least 90% of cocoa solids, and that makes it very low in sugar. It can be used in baking and, you know, other treats, um, and those usually have added sugar to them, not the bitter chocolate, but when you put it into a recipe because the 90% cocoa solids are not always that palatable. They're difficult to, to eat, even if you paired it with like a butter or something that I would enjoy. Let's talk about the difference between cocoa, which is spelled C-O-C-O-A, versus cacao, which is spelled C-A-C-A-O. And I'm going to say them this way slowly so that you'll be able to differentiate the two as I share them with you. Cocoa powder 
and cacao powder are both made from the cacao bean. They have some differences, and that's what we're just going to talk about because this really will help you understand why you should eat this certain type of dark chocolate and what is actually in the chocolate that will give you the health benefits and how you can be a con informed consumer. So the cocoa powder is made from cacao beans that have been roasted at high temperature. Now that roasting process can reduce their nutritional content, right? So that means the cocoa powder is probably going to be less nutrient-dense than the cacao. So beans that are ground into a fine powder and some or all of the cocoa butter, the fat from the cacao bean is removed. This results in a powder that is smooth, chocolatey flavor, and it's used in baking and cooking. The cacao powder, on the other hand, is made from raw cacao beans that have not been roasted. I have a feeling everyone kind of knows where I'm going with this. The beans are fermented and they're dried and then they're ground into this fine powder. Because the beans are not roasted, the cacao powder retains more of the natural nutrients. Yay! So the cacao powder has more intense, bitter flavor compared to the cocoa powder, and it's often used in smoothies or other recipes where a stronger chocolate flavor is desired. I know we taught, we had a, a awesome podcast on smoothies, and this cacao powder may be a nice addition to those smoothies that we talked about in that podcast because they are so nutrient-rich, even more so than the cocoa powder. What do you think, Saren? I actually had a smoothie this morning and thought of you the whole time that I made it. It was awesome, but I did not have cacao powder, but I have always wondered about that difference. So thank you for teaching me. I had, I just thought it was spelled differently. I didn't know that those were two different They're processes. two different things. Yes, they're two different things. And so that's what I want people to do is I just want them to look at the, the label. I think saying cacao is kind of cool. Yeah, I really just thought it came from a different part of the world. And that's why we use that phrase. That's so interesting. No. What yeah. is soy lecithin? Soy lecithin? What it's see it in a lot of candy. Yeah, it's something that's added. It it helps stabilize it. It adds some flavor. It's a preservative too. So, you know, it it's not something that I choose to to eat a lot of, we, we find it in a lot of our different foods. So it's a really, really good question. Um, I, one of the tips I wanted to share that kind of goes with that question is being a chocolate snob, right? Really, really knowing your chocolate sources, reading the labels, label reading is key, going for the dark chocolate, but don't assume that just because it says dark chocolate on that label, that it's the best thing for you. They could add in lots of sugar and we don't necessarily need all that sugar. So it's really important to know the sources. The, the other thing that I want to share is just that this is an everything in moderation discussion. When you and I were chatting about topics for this podcast Chocolate is one that I'm really excited to talk about, but I don't want to give anyone the impression that it's a free-for-all with chocolate, right? It's it's everything in moderation. It's 
something we don't want to overdo, right? We need it balanced uh, in our diet, just like you wouldn't go out and eat, you know, four cups of blueberries or have three bananas. And, you know, you want to do things in moderation and you want to pair it with the right amount of food or the right type of food that would give you the most health benefits. And and really just read those labels. Uh, be a, a detective. We are going to be doing a podcast, I think, on the sugar in disguise, you know, where is sugar hidden in certain types of food that will be really beneficial for understanding label reading. However, in the meantime, when you read your labels for chocolate or any other food that you're going to put in your body, when you look at it, if you cannot pronounce the food, please don't eat it. If you can't, if you cannot pronounce something on an ingredient label, it probably doesn't belong in your body. And, and that's something that I love to talk to people about, right? You know, you want to, you are what you eat. And so you want to eat the foods that you can identify and chocolate using chocolate as a health enhancer, uh, is, is a wonderful strategy, but again, know your sources, know how to read the labels. You know, Jackie, a very alarming media release came out in the past year that said that chocolate was full of lead and cadmium and that it came from the bean source of the soil that the beans were being grown in. And it ranked the level of lead and cadmium in chocolate. And it really worried me because I do eat chocolate, small piece of chocolate three times a day. And as you know, I am a stage four cancer survivor. And I thought, am I just lead poisoning myself or cadmium poisoning myself? Should I stop eating dark chocolate? So I tried to seek out some of the brands that they recommended, but then the sugar content was much higher in some of the brands that they recommended. I tried to eat chocolate that has either zero or at most three grams per serving. How do you feel about this release of lead and cadmium? Well, I, I unfortunately, I didn't see that article. I, I wish I had, uh, but I think it really goes back to what I shared in terms of knowing your sources, knowing where that chocolate is harvested from, where you're getting those beans from, and really trusting the manufacturers that are actually putting the product out there to the market. And, and that, again, is something that will be depending upon the type of company, right, and, and where they're sourcing it. Now, I will say that this type of issue can exist for other types of food. Uh, some of it is dose dependent, meaning, you know, if you're eating three candy bars a day or three chocolate bars a day, that might build up more in your system than say, you know, having uh, one or two little squares a day. That's probably a different uh, dose that you would be getting as opposed to eating a larger portion of it. But in terms of that particular report and other reports that are out there, there are health benefits to chocolate, but there are health harming things that can happen if you don't know your sources. And that's why I think it's important for people to know where their food's coming from and where they can get the most health benefits from. You know, I'm in the quest of sleeping more. Everybody's trying to get me to sleep more. I know you're a huge advocate of getting a great night's sleep and I can function on 45 minutes or 
two hours and just have a fine existence, but I'm really trying to sleep. So the sleep doctor that I was consulting said to me, she did not want me to have any dark chocolate after a certain time of day because she was worried about the stimulant from the caffeine. That's a really good point. So everybody's different. I am somebody that I don't eat any sugar at night. Uh, I don't eat and I don't eat a lot of sugar anyways, but chocolate has can have added sugar and caffeine. And so it's something that some people are more sensitive to than others. It sounds like you might be. And so one of the things that sleep doctors do and people that help improve quality of sleep with, with individuals that are struggling, uh, they try to set the best type of environment for sleep to happen. Sugar and caffeine are not included in that environment, right? So it's when I'm working with somebody on sleep issues, you know, we get the devices turned off early, prevent the blue light that comes through that can be problematic for the production of melatonin in the brain. Uh, so it's it's important for you to take into consideration caffeine, not just from chocolate, but maybe from certain drinks or other things that you might be eating or even sugar. And there's, there's actually some uh, information that even natural sugars can spike your blood sugar prior to bedtime. So it may be something you want to avoid altogether just to see if you can get into a good sleep routine. So Jackie, I read a long time ago that the reason why people who have breakups binge on chocolate is because it stimulates something within you that makes you feel happy and loved and you're pining away for this person and you just eat chocolate and it feels a little bit better. Is there any truth to that? Well, I, you know, that sounds like a very interesting article that you read. And the, the truth is with any type of sadness or pain that someone experiences, we often do our best to try to find solutions to feel better. And there's certain foods and chocolate is one of them, but sweets like cookies and cakes and things like that actually help uh, boost certain neurochemicals that make us feel good. And you have you know, several different types of neurochemicals like beta endorphins, dopamine, and serotonin. And these chemicals are responsible for helping you feel good and resilient, motivated and euphoric and all of those things. And so often people will turn to foods that are can be problematic for their health, you know, the sweets and chocolates and things like that. And it actually temporarily boosts those brain chemicals. What's interesting is that there are healthy ways to boost those brain chemicals, you know, eating certain types of food that will stimulate the release of opiates in the brain to produce more dopamine or certain tryptophan rich foods, which will help with the uh, release or the production of serotonin. So there's lots of different types of nutritional strategies that you can use to feel better. You know, the, the, the question you ask about, you know, is there anything to, you know, somebody eating sweets to help them feel better after a breakup? Yes. Um, but unfortunately, it can often turn into a cascade of events that people don't want to have in their life because it can make them unhealthy. 
Uh, so I always try to steer people towards the foods that are going to not only enhance their health, um, and then think about it after a breakup, you don't want to, you know, feel awful, gain weight and all that stuff. If you eat the health enhancing stuff, you'll feel much better about yourself. So that's the thought that I have on that topic. Well, hopefully no one will have a breakup and we won't yes. have to further the experiment. Right, right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jackie. You know, it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't get to tell you a joke or a riddle. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> and there's no pressure to get this riddle. I'm just telling you. <laughs> okay, ready? Yep. Bridget has 10 pieces of chocolate. She eats four pieces, then two more pieces, then another two, and another two. What does she have now? None. <laughs> Total bliss. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. That's so cute. <laughs> I don't want to put too much pressure on you to actually figure out. Oh, I know riddle. the math. The math alone was a challenge. <laughs> no, but it's really important. I do try to get really healthy source chocolate. And I hope that you really think a little bit more about being a chocolate snob, as Jackie said, and you really think more about your chocolate consumption. I want to thank you, Jackie. I know that we have the benefit of having you on our Health Builder series every month. So if you'd like to come on Zoom live with us, every month we have a topic that we discuss. And guess what? You get to ask Jackie your very own questions at the end of her presentation. And we're kind of going through the whole body, organ by organ, or really interesting nutrition topics. So make sure you go to the Comedy Cures Foundation and you look on the homepage and you look for the Health Builder series and sign up so that we can send you the notification and you can join us on Health Builders. Also, Jackie, please come back and do more topics on Beating Cancer Daily. Oh, I would love to. It's such an honor to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. If you want to learn more about Jackie Bryant and her corporate presentations and her personal coaching, please write us at the Comedy Cures Foundation, comedycures.org, and we'll send you her full signature so you can get in touch with Jackie personally. It is a pleasure to know you, Jackie, and it's even a greater honor to learn from you. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Sarah. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. You know, everybody always asks, what would be a great gift to give somebody newly diagnosed with cancer or re-diagnosed with cancer or just going through cancer for a really long time? And that's one of the reasons why I created the Beating Cancer Daily Membership Circle so that I would have a gift to give every time I find out that someone's been diagnosed. So if you haven't already joined for yourself, please go to comedycures.org and check out the Beating Cancer Daily membership circle levels. And if you need a great gift, what an unbelievable opportunity. It starts for as little as $5 per month the levels change and go up from there. You can even buy a mega gift for somebody. And all of these levels support not only making this podcast, but 
support the membership circle opportunities, which include so many resources, including live virtual Q&A sessions, live Comedy Cures comedy events, live health builder workshops with Jackie Bryan, RN, and myself, a robust monthly newsletter, plus much more. So if you do want to give yourself a gift or you want to share that with someone you love, please go to comedycares.org and explore the membership levels. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is. It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.